When I say lasting weight loss and beyond, what does beyond mean to you? What do you think of? If I were to say it's about creating deep health and the life that you want, how does that make you feel? If it's something you would love to pursue, then you're going to want to keep listening because I'm not only going to be going into what deep health means to me, but also the five key things that you're going to want to make sure you're focused on so that you can create deep health too. So let's get started. Welcome to the Happy and Healthy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Lang. And this podcast is dedicated to my fellow women in STEM. After working in high tech for 10 years, in 2004, I became the proud owner of Pacific Heights Health Club in San Francisco, where I worked with thousands of clients over the span of 15 years to help them reach their health and fitness goals. Now I'm sharing what I've learned about what works as well as what doesn't work when it comes to making healthy habits stick. So if you want to find out what it takes to achieve lasting weight loss, to create deep health, and feel empowered to live the life you want, you're in the right place. Episode number 119. Well, hey there, Amy here. Thank you so much for joining me today. So for those of you who have been listening to this podcast for a while, you probably noticed that I changed the introduction for this podcast. And I'm now talking a whole lot about deep health and creating the life you want. And for those of you who are actually on my email list, you may have also noticed that I sign off on every email with the sentence dedicated to helping you live the life you want. So when I talk about creating a happy and healthy life, to me, that's a reflection Or that's what happens when you actually do get to create the life you want. So a couple years ago, when I first started this podcast, I think it was February of 2020, I had just closed Pacific Heights Health Club back at the end of November of 2019. (laughs) And this was actually before the pandemic hit. So uh, again, lots and lots of people have noted that I was incredibly lucky in the timing. And yes, I was definitely very lucky there. Now, while so many people came to the club with the goal of losing weight or getting in shape as explicit goals, I also understood that they were still actually a means to an end. That for a lot of people, losing weight and getting in shape actually were the the manifestation of what they thought it meant to be healthy. Which is why every time I sat down and coached someone, I talked about, well, 
okay, we can talk about weight loss and exercise and all that good stuff. But if we're really going to talk about what's important and being healthy is important, that losing weight and getting in shape really represented, it was a, a measure of success as far as being healthy. And for a lot of women, especially, that idea of being able to rock a little black dress meant more than just about being healthy. It was about feeling confident and feeling good about yourself. So when I sat down with parents, that why behind the why was always so that, right? So that I am showing up as the parent that I want to be, as the mom or the dad that I want to be. And that means that I'm modeling the behavior that I think uh, is a reflection of self-love. Maybe wouldn't come out in those specific words, but you could you could tell that that was what it was about. It was modeling behavior like eating your fruits and vegetables and taking care of your body through exercise and things like that. And then when I sat down and talked with grandparents, it was about being able to play with their grandkids or to travel and enjoy retirement. And then, of course, we were also talking about how we wanted to show up at work in our professional lives. And oftentimes that came out in terms of having more energy and being able to focus and bring our A game. So whether it was a physician or a nurse or a tech executive or a teacher or a principal, so many times it came down to how are we showing up at work, at home, with friends, all of it. And really all these things that we associate with the life we want. Then getting in shape, being healthy, losing weight, all of those things were so that we could do the other thing, right? They were, again, a means to an end. And what I've noticed, the mistake that so many people make, and which is why I say that it's about lasting weight loss and beyond, that yes, if someone has a lot of excess fat, then they are potentially creating the conditions for outcomes that they don't want. So when we're not eating very well, as in we're eating a lot of processed foods and we're not moving and we're not getting enough sleep, all of those things, when that's happening, then the chances of diseases coming up of having a weaker immune system and getting sick or not cultivating relationships with people. So when we look at what happened during the pandemic, that first year, those first oh, six, eight, ten months when we were basically told to stay in our bubbles, to not interact with people, where I think in Australia, in Australia, there were a lot of families where people literally, if they were not in Australia, didn't get to see parents. So if a parent wasn't in Australia, the borders got shut down so that you couldn't, even if you didn't have COVID, even if you had all your vaccinations, you still weren't allowed to 
enter the country. So there were families that were separated for a long time. So that we talk about when people are aging, that especially seniors who didn't get a chance to connect with loved ones, or if you wound up in the hospital, there were all these folks who, if they contracted COVID, who literally were isolated from loved ones. Even if you didn't have COVID, if you were in the hospital, they were restricting access. You couldn't have visitors. What did that do to people? So we can talk about physical health, but what I want to do is I want to talk about deep health and wellness. And that creating that is is really how we then set ourselves up for that happy and healthy life. So first, if we talk about what I mean by deep health or wellness, I think it's helpful to have some kind of framework to understand it. And so the one that I really like uses eight dimensions. So when I coach people, we're always looking at the wellness wheel. And actually, one other thing before we get into what the eight dimensions are. If we're talking about a state of scarcity, we're focused on things like survival. We can't even talk about reproduction unless we're able to survive. So when you look at physical health, when a teenage girl is underweight, And this happens with a lot of athletes where their percent body fat actually goes below what that essential fat level is. And so for women or girls, I would say post-puberty, right? So for women, that essential fat percentage is higher than for men. So women, it's somewhere around mm, like 15, 16% of our bodies need to be fat. Okay, whereas for men, it can be like 3 4%. So when it dips below that, women will stop having their periods because the body senses that it's in survival mode. So the reproductive system shuts down to conserve energy. So even such an essential biological imperative as reproduction can't happen if we're in that survival mode. But human beings, when we talked last week about the need for purpose, human beings are meant to grow. We're meant to grow physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and socially. So When we talk about growing, I'm talking about what you think of when someone says, are you thriving? So everyone's definition of success is a little different. But when I talk about wellness, let's go back to what the eight dimensions are. There's physical wellness. So what I think of as physical wellness is not just that you don't have disease. It's not just the absence of disease, 
right? And it's not just shallow health. We're talking about deep health. We're talking about if I could literally unzip you on the inside, what's going on? All those measures, all those vitals are, are solid, okay? Then we can talk about things like intellectual wellness or mental health, if you will. And here I'm not just talking about the absence of anxiety or depression. I'm talking about having a growth mindset where you're learning something new every day and where you can actually pursue whatever it is that might be calling you. We can also talk about emotional wellness. We can talk about occupational wellness, financial wellness, spiritual or some prefer existential wellness. And by this, I mean that when you look at your life, it has meaning and purpose and you're satisfied with your life. It's fulfilling. It's not just busy. We talked about this in my previous podcast with Megan Krause. And then there's social wellness, which is all about those relationships you have in your life. And then environmental wellness. So this is about the surroundings, right? What you're surrounded by, your housing, nature, all that good stuff. And so when you look at it as a wheel, if you were to rate it on a scale of 1 to 10, where are you in terms of physical wellness? Where are you in terms of financial health and wellness? Where are you in terms of intellectual wellness? And more often than not, you'll find that you rate higher in some areas than others. And so... For a lot of folks, for example, maybe they've prioritized their financial health over their physical health. So now we've got an imbalance. What we want to do is get things to about the same level so that the wheel can roll as opposed to right where it feels like you've got a flat. <laughs> so... If you've ever driven on a flat, it's, it's not pleasant. Now, if your wheel is at, say, a three or four all the way around, think of that as a tire that actually isn't properly inflated. We also want to get that tire, that wheel, to be fully inflated, optimally inflated. So we're looking to be more at like an eight, nine, or ten across the board. What I want to do today is talk about when we say a happy and healthy life. Instead of chasing those outcomes, whether it's to get that promotion or to make a million dollars or for a happy marriage, to have the, the number of kids you want, to lose the weight. Instead of talking about those outcomes and chasing those, you've heard me say it again and again, how important it is to create the conditions so that what we do over and over again aligns with the outcomes that we want. So the five things that I want you to focus on when it comes to creating conditions are one, focus on habits, and so for lasting weight loss, you've heard me identify five key habits. Number two, listen to your body. And so if you're feeling run down, your body's trying to tell you something. 
When you're tired, your body's trying to tell you tell you something. When you have a great workout and you're feeling invigorated, your body's telling you something. Hopefully, just like when we talk about the hunger scale, we get really attuned to what it's saying to us. That when you hear that whisper of hunger, you can hear it. It doesn't have to be screaming at you, right? The, your body doesn't have to be screaming at you to eat. Just like it doesn't have to be screaming at you that you're too full. We want to be able to hear it both when it's whispering, when it's talking softly, when it's talking firmly, as well as when it's screaming. We want to be able to hear all those different shades. So listening to our body is not just about hunger. We also want to pay attention to how we feel after we eat or drink certain foods. So appreciate how our body responds to it. Okay. We also want to pay attention to if we're tired, if we've got lots of energy. These are all things that we want to pay attention to, even those somewhat negative emotions like boredom or anger. We want to be listening so that we can respond and we can respond deliberately with conscious choices. Which now leads me to number three, manage our mind. So you've heard me talk a lot about becoming aware of the thoughts we have, understanding whether or not they serve us, and then how we can reframe them when the thoughts don't. The fourth one I've touched on kind of briefly, but it's an all-around stress where how we think about a situation can trigger either eustress or distress, either the challenge response or the threat response. And how we look at a situation and what we choose to do in terms of focusing on those things we can control versus those things that we can't. Those are the things that will allow us to feel like our life is full of the things that matter to us. That's, that's how it feels meaningful and fulfilling. And then the fifth thing is to cultivate relationships. And after this pandemic, our understanding and appreciation for friends and family has probably grown significantly. So if you're at all feeling isolated, and I know there are a lot of people that are feeling that way, I want you to know that you are not alone. And what I would like for this podcast and the community that we have here inside Moxie Club and inside our private private Facebook group. My intent is to create a safe place and a nurturing place to support each other in creating the life that you want. So whether it's achieving lasting weight loss or getting that promotion or starting your own business or building that million-dollar business or $10 million business that you want, or figuring out what it means 
to show up and own your voice. I want you to know that not only are we all here cheering you on, you don't have to do it by yourself. We're here for you. And whatever I can do, whatever we can do to help you, all you got to do is ask. Okay? So when I talk about creating those conditions, one of the five key habits that you hear me talk about over and over and over again is getting enough sleep. And yet I run into so many people who, when I say like, raise your hands, how many of you got seven to nine hours of sleep last night? I cannot tell you the number of entrepreneurs and professionals who can't raise their hand. They look at me sheepishly. And if when I ask that question, you're also like, yep, nope, sorry, I, I, I'm lucky if I get six. And yet, you would love to improve your memory, be more creative, have more energy, and focus, and be healthier have a stronger immune system. If those are things that you want, sleep is like a magic pill. So I'm going to start there. If you're not getting seven to nine hours of sleep, I've put together a document that you can download called 63 Sleep Tips. (laughs) Okay, so what I want you to do is go to my website. That's moxie-club.com. And click on the button with the sleep tips on the homepage. If you're on, if you follow me on Instagram, it's a link in my bio. All right. So let's again focus on creating those conditions. And sleep, sleep affects like every single system in our body. So I think in terms of biggest bang for our buck. Whether you want to lose weight or not, (laughs) we can all benefit from having a better memory, better cognitive function, right? Being more creative. We can all benefit from those things. So if that's something you want, if you want to be able to show up and bring your A game, let's create the conditions to sleep better. All right? So I'm going to wrap up today's episode with a quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Adopt the pace of nature. Her secret is patience. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen C-L-U-B dot com. And sign up for my free mini course, How to Lose Weight for the Last Time. And remember, making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens.